G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Newlyweds are often surprised that marriage isn't always smooth and easy. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie's wife, Kathy, comments. Marriage is a, it's challenging, it's hard, but everything is hard. Everything in life has its challenges. Anything worth anything is right. going to take some effort and some working at it. And in marriage, it's everybody bringing their best selves, their sacrificial love into the marriage. Yeah. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Pastor Greg Laurie is presenting a series of enlightening messages on the Christian family. It's a series called, Am I Doing This Right? That's a common question, especially when our marriages hit hard times. Well, today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg and his wife Kathy bring some of the best biblical counsel you'll hear on the subject. Glad you're along for a message with a memorable title, How to Get a New Husband. Understanding women, that's not an easy thing to do. I've been married almost 50 years. I have four grand, thank you. And you'll, you'll hear from my wife soon. She'll sit in one of these stools. Which one will it be? But uh, she's gonna come up at the end of the message. But, uh, and I have four granddaughters, so I've been around girls a lot, and I don't understand women. But here's what I've discovered. God understands women, right? He understands. They're not a mystery to him. And so now I want to direct some words toward the women. Yes, the title of the message is How to Get a New Husband. But it's not so much about how to change him. It's maybe a little more about how to change you. And that, in effect, will change him. So what quality should a woman have in her life to be the best wife she possibly can be? Here's some answers in 1 Peter chapter three, uh, where Peter writes, verse one, wives be submissive to your own husbands. Even those who refuse to accept the good news, your godly lives will speak to them better than any words. They'll be won over by watching your pure godly behavior. So. Don't be concerned with outward beauty that depends on fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should be known for the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is so precious to God. All right, so what do we learn here about how to get a new husband? Ladies, are you listening? Point number one, be the best version of you that you can be. Be the best version of you that you can be. Be a godly woman. 
outward appearance matters. But don't make that your primary focus. Point number two of how to get a new husband. Respect your man. Respect him. Ephesians 5.33 says, Let every one of you in particular love his wife as he loves himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Ladies, do you respect your husband? That's my question. And when have you told him that recently? Number three, ladies, focus on actions over words to influence your husband. Hear me on this. Focus on actions over words to influence your husband. First Peter 3, 1. Wives, be submissive to your own husbands, even if some do not obey the word, that they without a word will be won by the conduct of their wife. Okay, so this is dealing with a woman who finds herself married to a non-believer. You think you need to preach a sermon to him every night and the very thing you think will reach him may actually drive him further away. There's a place to preach a sermon. There's a place to say what you believe. But then there's a place to live it and reinforce it every single day. Peter saying the key to reaching in a man is not through words but deeds. Last one. Submit to the leadership of your husband. This is one People choke on, right? First Peter 3, 1, wives, be submissive to your own husbands, and even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. Uh, they'll observe your chaste and respectful conduct accompanied by fear. Be submissive to your husbands. Some women bristle at this because they don't understand it. This is not a statement that's saying a woman is inferior to a man. A woman is not less than a man. A woman is not greater than a man. A man is not over or above a woman. He is not below or less than a woman. We're separate, we're different, we're created differently. And the idea is we serve each other. Ephesians 5, submitting yourselves one to another in the reverence of God. So before a word is said about a husband loving his wife as Christ loves the church, or a word is said about a wife being submissive to her husband, Paul says, you need to submit to each other. You need to put the needs of your mate above your own. Listen, as far as God seeing men and women, we stand on equal ground before the cross. Galatians 3.28 says there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. We're all one in Christ. There's no difference in our standing before God, but there's differences in how we're designed and how we're created. The husband has the God-given responsibility to provide for, protect, and lead just as the Lord does the church. The wife is to submit graciously to the servant leadership the husband provides. So just as the church submits to the headship of Christ, so the wife submits to the leadership of her husband. Well, I'm just gonna have to sort of land it right here and now invite the beautiful Kathy Laurie out on the stage. Kathy, do you think, like, and I want you to speak on behalf of all women everywhere on earth. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. I mean, who can do that? Nobody. But <laughs> no, do you I think didn't. that in general, in general, mm -hmm. that women want 
strong leadership from men? Yes, I do. Um, I think underneath it all, we do want to see men be who God has called them to be. I mean, ideally, we want men to stand up to the role God has called them to. And that, I, I think strong men can be misunderstood. What would you say a strong man is? What's a strong man? Well, in my definition, a strong man is one who is recognizing his position that God has given him as leader and head of the marriage and of the family, but that also that that role entails a great deal of servant leadership as he models the love that Christ has for the church. That is huge, you know? So in in a sense, we both are called to play that role of Christ um, as a wife submits to the headship and godly leadership of her husband. Right. In the same way, the husband is loving his wife, laying down his life, pursuing the good of the family, the good of the wife, as equal to his own personal good. So a strong man is one who understands his role as God has given it to him, but does not use that for selfish gain himself. You know, I mean, he's looking out for the best welfare of the wife and of the children. And I think that when a wife sees that, that um, servant-like leadership, that she is more willing to surrender and submit. What she doesn't like to see is a husband who exploits that quote-unquote headship or leadership for his own selfish gain. That, you know... Everything from who gets to hold the remote control or pick the color of the car, those kinds of things, you know, <laughs> those things should be a collaboration and a cooperation. And yeah. in marriage, it's everybody bringing their best selves, their, their sacrificial love, yeah. and their, um, all the strengths and attributes that they have into the marriage. It's great to have you joining us today for a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the US. Pastor Greg and Kathy Laurie are providing valuable perspective on successful marriage partnerships today in a message called How to Get a New Husband. So uh, 1 Peter 3, you know, Peter talks about don't major on the externals, let it be the hidden person of the heart, but but there is a place for, uh, you know, just a woman being attractive. You're a beautiful woman. You think about what you're going to wear. I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. So kind of address this, especially maybe, well, I mean, women of all ages, but talk as a girl to girls, like, okay, here's how I see this. Let me just say this, that when it comes to outward appearance, it's like manners in a way. You know, I mean, when you think about the value of manners and culture and society, we think, well, what does it really matter which fork I use or if I chew with my mouth open or if I um, comb my hair in the morning? It's not that you're doing this for your own self. It's doing this out of consideration and preference of others. So for a wife to overly focus on her appearance and neglect the inner qualities of kindness and gentleness and mercy and love, that would be a tragedy. It talks about, you know, a ring of gold in a pig's snout. You know, a woman without discretion. Maybe beautiful. It's like, it doesn't fit. But if you were to at least give some consideration to your outward appearance, um, people cannot see your soul. Uh, They can see it in action, perhaps. But when you make that first impression and you think about a husband has to come home to his wife or see his wife and, and vice versa, guys, this, this is the same for you. You know, when you're first dating, you're on your best behavior. You wouldn't dare show up, you know, not thinking about how you looked or how you behaved on that first date. Revisit those same um, mm-hmm. courtesies and manners. It, 
goes a long way. It makes life way smoother and much more enjoyable for people to be around you. Um, having said that, it is, you know, the society is swinging so far to outward appearance, so far to that, that um, we need to recognize where we are as children of God and who we are before him. Uh, it's a balance in all of these areas. So, yeah, pay, pay some attention, but it's not the most important thing. Yeah. But it is an important thing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Right. True. <laughs> guys are a good audience up here. (laughs) So what about submission? Okay, so talk about submission and what that means in day-to-day living uh, to a Christian wife. Submission is something that God has explained and God has shown us in his word. And there is no getting around it. It, it, it speaks directly to the relationship of Christ to the Father mm-hmm. and that there is submission on the part of Jesus to the will of his Father. Yeah. It is embedded in the Trinity and in the Godhead. And when the scriptures teach that a wife is to be in submission to her husband, as we rightfully understand what that means, I think you did a great job of explaining cases where it does not apply, you know, anything illegal, immoral, um, detrimental to her health, to the children. Right. You know, that's a totally different question. We're not talking about that. Right. But submission is is a beautiful thing in that we get to, as wives, live out the glory of the redemption story of laying your life down, Mm. of taking second place if that's needed. And the men also have a role of submission in that every part of our marriages is really a collaboration. It's so rare that Greg has ever had to make the hard decision. And ladies, can I just tell you, there are a lot of men who would love to run from the area of responsibility and that they're the head and they're, ha- they're the ones that have to make the final call. When two people in a marriage, and there's two of you, not three of you, there is only two votes, and if you vote on opposite sides, someone has to bear the responsibility and, I will say, the heavy burden of making the final decision. And when a wife says to her husband, honey, I disagree, here are the reasons why, here's my opinion on this, here's everything that I know and why I think it's wrong, however, you are the one that God has placed in the position of having to make this difficult decision, and you are going to have to answer to God for this decision. No pressure there. <laughs> no pressure there. It's um, The family will follow you. Yeah. And you know what, ladies? I have seen more time... I mean... We've had a few situations like that. By and large, we're able to come to some sort of consensus. But there have been times when Greg has had to make... It was about the hairpiece I wanted to wear. (laughs) You were against it. A squirrel ran off with it. We won't go there. Seemed inappropriate to me. But anyhow, I will say God has miraculously changed what I thought was an obviously wrong decision. And it's turned out to be the right decision. However, there have been times when I think, and I think, Greg, you would, you would also admit to this, there have been times when it probably wasn't quite the right decision. Sure. Yeah. But through that, if... It's not that if, many, but... Some. If, I had, if I had fought him tooth and nail and said, yeah. I will not go, I will refuse, I will fight you on this, I will divide the family over this, I will do that... What, not only are you out of God's order, mm. number one, but number two, you are depriving 
your husband of learning a very important and valuable lesson. And I think that God sometimes allows us to learn through mistakes and through failures. Mm -hmm. And the next time around, if you don't fight, but he comes to realize this on his own, he's going to recognize that your input was so valuable, your perspective was unique, and that he will listen more carefully the next time he makes a decision. So just back off and allow God to do what he says he will do for us as Christian wives. And that is just live out the role that God has called us to. There's beauty in it. You are reflecting the role of Christ, and there is no demeaning of that. No, as a matter of fact, it's an exalted role. Let him who is the greatest among you be the servant of all. Sometimes you feel like you're a servant and you just kind of say to yourself, I am playing out the role of Jesus in this. I am serving. And let me tell you, your husband will see it and the Lord will see it. And there will be a blessed life. And there's that blending and cooperation. As you see, actions speak louder than words in a marriage. Sometimes your husband sees those things. He knows what it's cost you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to him. Back away. And um, and enjoy what God's going to do. I mean, marriage is a, it's challenging. It's hard, but everything is hard. Everything yeah. in life has its challenges. Anything worth anything is right. going to take some effort and some working at it. But boy, it's that garden that in time produces amazing and beautiful fruit. And you have memories to share. And the hard times only end up being more significant and more, it, it just enhances the beauty of, of everything that you have in your relationship, in your marriage, having overcome obstacles. And I have seen women who were always dominant, always in control, husbands who are passive, and I've seen the marriages hanging by a thread. Husband just said, I've had enough. I just can't take it anymore, ladies. Lady, I'm walking out. And I saw a, one woman in particular recognize that she had tried to control everything about this man's life. And when she recognized she was on the verge of losing her marriage, she turned on a dime. She started studying the scriptures. She started living out that role of a quiet woman and praying for her husband and really serving him that he turned around. She saved her marriage. She saved her marriage. Ladies, we can be our own worst enemies in our marriages. Let's not do that. Let's do what God says and what he's called us to. And he promises that he will protect us and care for us. Right? Excellent insights of Kathy Lori. Such a great discussion today from Pastor Greg and Kathy Laurie on the role and the privilege of the wife in a Christian marriage. Next time on A New Beginning, more insights from Pastor Greg's series, Am I Doing This Right? Practical insights coming for Christian parents. But before we go, here's Pastor Greg and Kathy to close our program in a word of prayer. Kathy, why don't you, uh, why don't you pray for all the marriages out there as we close? Father, we are so grateful that we don't do marriage alone, that we as believers, there's a third person in this, and it's you, it's your Holy Spirit, who is maturing us and conforming us into your image. And Lord, that's what we want more than anything else. We are here for each other and with each other to help one another, to become the people and the creation that you have designed us to be, to realize the beauty and the fulfillment of that role, not to substitute our 
role for their role or try to be everything, but to be what it is that you've called us to be as a complement, as a helper, fit and designed by you to make marriage even better. So, Lord, we pray for a filling of your Holy Spirit for every wife out there. I pray for the marriages that are hanging by a thread. And we cannot control what our spouse is about to do, but we can control what we do. Help us to live out that role of Christ-like love in our marriages, whether we're husbands or wives. Help us to realize the beauty and the glory that you promise that will be ours if we do things your way. And we commit ourselves to you and the families of this church to you and the marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called How to Get a New Husband. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.